Let's talk Africa, the Africanness of Africa, the beauty, its people, our peculiarities. This is on Zip Stories. I am DS Bello. This sound, does it ring a bell? <laughs> uh, this sound signifies different things. Break, time to go home, change of lessons. What else? Well, for me, it sparked my excitement as a child. This is simply because a school is a safe learning environment. But what will you do? If you discover your child sees this safe space of learning as a battleground and then begin to throw tantrums, would you unleash the rod or will you pay close attention to find out what the actual problem is? Now let's talk dyslexia, difficulty in learning. You're talking about individuals who uh, struggle with reading and these are individuals who actually have the intelligence to be a better reader so you know that this person has the intelligence to be a better reader but then they are struggling with reading usually this is uh, um, based on phonological awareness issues it starts from the basics of phonemes the sounds they make and putting all of these sounds together to um, birth words and all of that so in a nutshell like they always say these are uh, individuals who struggle with reading but it can be more you can have comprehension issues um, um, retentive issues working memory issues so dyslexia is really quite large and wide but that is a framework of it it's one thing to know the definition of dyslexia but how early can you see the signs in your child? When we talk about these early signs, we're not saying you should pick one sign and run with it. So for instance, you meet a child who is unable to reproduce a reading. You don't say that child is dyslexic. There has to be at least a, a combination of signs. So maybe the child is having an issue uh, reproducing a reading. The child uh, didn't speak early. The child uh, has issues learning their rhymes, A, B, C, D, E. It's very difficult for that child. Um, the child is unable to learn or remember basic sounds that they should for their age or grade level. So there has to be a combination of signs. And some of these kids are also usually inverting their letters. But of course, now, that is the danger of just picking one sign and running with it because most most neurotypical kids invert letters until they're about eight or nine so you won't say because a child is writing their b as their d then they are dyslexic so there has to be a combination of the signs you know most of them don't love to read don't want anything to do with books and it's not because they don't like to read but because of the you know, the, what word do I put it, the stigma, the insults, and this is basically for kids in grade level, and the 
come to experience that makes them not to love books. Blessing is a dyslexia coach in Nigeria. She is the founder of the organization Dyslexia Help Africa, an organization born out of passion to help children alongside a childhood experience. One of the reasons why I was passionate was because they reminded me of my peers when I was in primary school, you know, primary, secondary school. Now look at them and say, wow. So these friends, these classmates I had, this, this was actually the problem. There was something called dyslexia, something called the learning difficulty, but they were never given an opportunity. They were flogged, you know how it works in the Nigerian system, flogged, you know, and some of the teachers actually recommended that these kids should be withdrawn out of school to go and learn business or something. And because of where I grew up, I grew up in Benue State, uh, a town called Boko. So it's a community, we knew each other. And even now when I travel back home, some of those kids that have dropped out of school, you know, of course the ladies, the first ones to get married, the guys um, who are business inclined went into business. As usual, starting up an organization, especially about a topic rarely talked about, came with its challenges. But however it came, the passion kept blessing up on her toes. You know, our society, both from the parents' side and from the school side, you know, lots of denial. Because when we started, I wanted to reach out to schools to have events, seminars for free, so they'll know what dyslexia is. And I remember this particular school that we have reached here in Abuja. I have to mention Abuja so that I don't think it's somewhere in a village. Here in Abuja, we went to that school. That okay, so we there is a learning difficulty called dyslexia. We explained what because first they didn't even know what that was or what that is. We explained, and so I'm here for a free seminar just so your teachers will know what it is. They can identify kids like that in the class and help them. And guess what that woman told them? She said, no, they don't have children like that and that they will never, God forbid, they will never have children like that in this school. I was, I was surprised. So those were one of the basic challenges we were facing because the foundation was to help, you know, but if you don't even allow us to help, how can we help? You know, and then parents. I really would like to thank social media because I use, and I still do, lots and lots of that, passing information out there, having um, seminars online that are free. And then of course, the parents I had worked with that have seen this resort, really, most of them were willing to come out and share their stories so that their kids, other children can get help. So I would bring them together. Blessing always held on to her mantra, there is no limit. Every child can learn. And with every hopeless expectation or situation showcasing itself, she reminded herself that every child, I mean every single child, deserves a chance. That is why I always say there are no limits. Every child can learn because truly they can. 
and my first experience that really made me believe that statement was a seven-year-old that I taught and when this child came smart kid can strike a conversation with you like when she opens this door hello my name is what's your name like she starts a conversation with you something that as an adult you might not really do when you get into a public place but then when you ask her to write to read and the parents were really embarrassed because everyone just thinks she's just being silly or just being stubborn because you're smart i've heard you speak i've heard you talk you strike conversations with adults how is it possible on earth that you can't read and no 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 it's either the parents are being lazy or the child is being stubborn so the, the parents sought for help at that particular period i was still working with my uh, mentor coach lola and nikki so and i started working with that child and truly oh my god we had staff from letters and teaching the letter a for over three months and never would have believed that if i take you through what we went through <laughs> if that's a good word to use you'll be amazed i mean lots of multi-sensory approach Uh, we use more sensory approach, tactile, kinesthetic, audio, visuals. Would create things for her to her to take home. Would even create videos on her own for her to take home. And then when she comes back, what letter is this? What sound does it make? She has forgotten. You know, but we kept at it. You know, we just kept pushing, kept teaching. And we even started combining two letters and then three letters and then four letters and this is um, about four or five years now that child is reading you know reading and reading for her grade level so these are the things that you know excites me about my job yes the miracles we see at the end well it's okay to be scared sometimes when a hopeless situation presents itself before you but just like blessing Hold on to your belief. You never can tell how a little faith can manifest or birth a miracle. It's important to note that dyslexia is the most common learning disability among children in a country like Nigeria. When a child is not able to meet up with his or her peers, academically or otherwise, he or she is tagged as an olodo, a Yoruba word that translates as dumb in English. With this in place already, Blessing knew a lot of work needs to be done and she can't do it alone. Because when I actually started at the beginning, like I mentioned, lots of free trainings here and there. But the you would have people in the group, they won't show up for classes, they are just in the group. I'm like, you're here to learn. So why are you not participating? What is the problem? So that's one of the major things about free stuff. Because we have lots of scholarships, we have lots of discounted, you have teachers who are on free scholarships. You have to just well on 50% scholarship, 
you have teachers who are on 70%, 90%. So we're always trying as much as possible to get educators who are committed to get this training at a very, very discounted rate. You know, have a Telegram group where we offer trainings there once in a while for free and where people can ask their questions and I can answer you. And then we also have what I call the three-month intensive course where you learn from the beginning, the strategy to teach from the beginning. And, and we use the OG, Orton Gillingham um, training approach where you start from the beginning down to where these kids are writing. Most kids with dyslexia struggle with two things, even before reading, especially if they are older. One, they're struggling with a low self-esteem because they've been called names, they've been, you're, you're stupid, you can't read. And they're also beginning to realize that, wait, something is wrong with me. Why can't I read? Especially if they have siblings that can read or friends that can read. There's something wrong with me. And you know, low self-esteem sets in. So one of the things we try to do is to let them know that, see, you're smart, you're intelligent, and you have the ability to learn how to read. And we also focus on behavior management because what happens is that some of these kids begin to channel um, their inability not to read into frustration, and then they start putting up behavior, they start being naughty, they don't listen. So we work on both of those things before we start, low self-esteem and behavior management. Now, in order to make a difference in the society, the change has to start with you and I. In a nutshell, all hands must be on deck. Um, so we need, first of all, the parents, and then every other person should also advocate, should talk more about this, to ensure that we have people in government who understand what dyslexia is. Because we have people in the educational sector, in the um, Ministry of Education, even the special needs units who really don't understand special needs. You know, when you get into the Ministry of Education and Special Needs Department, most people only know about physical disabilities. People who can see, people who can hear, they have no idea that there are neurological, uh, neurodiverse difficulties or disabilities like dyslexia and even autism and the rest. So a lot needs to be done and each one of us can be a part of it. With all that said and done, educators also need to realize every child is special, hence the importance of inclusion. And when you also talk of inclusion, that a child is struggling to learn, or rather that, that a child is struggling to read, doesn't mean the child can't learn. Now there was this particular child I was offering reading intervention for, and I told the school, while this child is going through reading intervention, please permit her to use a recorder so she can record her notes. Because once she copies her notes, they are not well copied because she has spelling issues. And then you tell her to read them for exams. How can she read them for exams when she can't read? But she can comprehend. She's smart, she's intelligent. So allow her to record her notes 
She comes back home, she listens to the notes. During exams, the questions are read to her. Of course, we understand that this is not a permanent condition. But while she's going through the help of getting to learn how to read, can she have all of this support, all of this accommodation? So this is so important when it comes to, you know, helping these kids. And this is what we call an inclusive education for these children. Blessing is determined to change the narrative about these great thinkers, especially in Africa. What is beginning to happen in Africa is that these kids, because they can read, we write them off. But they are very intelligent, they have innovative skills, they think out of the box, and we don't give them the opportunity. And when we don't give them opportunity, we are denying them of the right to be a blessing to Africa. So it's really important that teachers, you know, know what this is. Now, it cannot be overemphasized, but the goal is to keep creating awareness so more people can get help. There is so much that needs to be done, and I see organizations setting up centers, not just in Abuja, but in different cities where kids can receive this help. You know, the, the amazing thing is that Right now we're virtual, or rather I would say hybrid, because we have kids who receive their training online and kids who receive their training physically. And that has helped us to reach kids, not just here in Nigeria, but around Africa. So um, while we continue with that, we're also gonna try as much as possible to have centers in at least every state in this country. So that when we train people, we can put them in those centers to help more children and help more communities. My name is Isa Oborian. I'm the father to Fatima Oborian, who is a student with the Dyslexia Help Africa. And Dyslexia uh, is something I, I never knew so much about until um, my wife talked about it. Uh, my daughter had issues with um, reading, uh, comprehension, attention deficits, and uh, confidence uh, issues. Um, I, I tried, initially thought she was so serious. In fact, I was actually hard on her. Um, my wife, once my wife introduced this lady of Africa to the family, I had my doubts initially, to be honest. But since then, it has been a smooth ride, you know. My daughter has improved tremendously. Um, in our reading abilities, comprehension and confidence level. In fact, it has been like a blessing to the family. I don't know how I'll tell my son's story without without um, Coach B and dyslexia help in it. I remember vividly when he was over five, he did not even know his alphabet. He was going to school and we knew he had struggles. I felt really, really helpless. I didn't know where to start from until I discovered dyslexia help. They started with A, B, C, D. They taught A, B, C, D for, to a, a child that is over five years for how long? But they were very patient. And today I could tell you, 
is doing well. We are amazed at the level of patience, tolerance, dedication that has been put in by this great team. And thank you so, so much. Thank you so much, Dyslexia Help Africa. Thank you so much. Well, I hope this helps you hold on to the fact that the combination of passion, belief, and action can make you get better and achieve your desired goal and encourage you to look into the learning needs of your children through a unique lens. I am Jennifer Okolo, and this is Unzip Stories Africa. This is Unzip Stories. I am D.S. Beller.